welcome to the Godsy Girl Podcast, inspiration and encouragement for all women inside and outside ministry. Hey there, how are you? I hope, number one, that your volume's not up too high in wherever you're listening to this because I just screamed at you. Um, But seriously, I hope you're blessed. I hope you're doing okay. I don't care about your circumstances as much. Okay, Um, because trouble can be going on. Right. But I hope that you're blessed and blessed means happy and happy, not just the kind of happy that's conditional. It's the kind of happy that is spiritual. Okay, and did you know you can be going through a deep, dark trial and still be happy? Okay, and I'm not talking about happy, the kind of happy I get when I eat um, a bomb pop (laughs) or let me be real, a dove bar. Um, I'm not talking about that kind of happy. I'm talking of that's conditional happy, right? Because if I don't have a bomb pop or a dove bar, I'm not happy anymore. No, I'm talking about that happiness that's part of your heritage right? As a Christian. So I hope you, whatever is going on, that you are resting in that happiness. I know that as I um, record this, and let me say my recordings and my podcast are very um, spaced out. Okay. So when you hear me talk about something in the moment, it's probably not happening in when you hear it. Okay. Cause I schedule mine probably three or four months in advance. Um, I really just knock them out. <laughs> so when you hear them, honey, I might say that I'm trying to lose weight. And then when you hear them, I'm a size two. No, that that's, that's faith. <laughs> I'm talking in faith there, but you get the point. So things happen in between, but as I'm recording this one, I am coming out of one of the darkest seasons, um, emotionally, spiritually, um, to some degree physically, not much physically, but mostly um, emotionally and spiritually, which kind of drive the physical part um, of challenge for me. And I'll tell you, oh, there is a song by Tasha Cobbs Leonard. I'm going to be honest. I never really listened to her much. Um, Just wasn't attracted to it. Um, I don't know why. I mean, it's just kind of like I get in my little niche and my little lane with praise and worship and I kind of stay there. And so I've been staying kind of in um, this other lane uh, of music, but no reason, nothing against her, nothing like that. But I'm so late to the party all the time with music. And I have just now discovered her um, worship. And sometimes I don't think it's just that, I think it's a season thing. I think God has you listen to what you're supposed to listen to when you're supposed to listen to it. And so I don't, I just probably couldn't have, I wasn't in a place where I could have received um, anything other than what I was listening to before. So anyway, long story short, I'm listening to her now, right? And oh my goodness, how blessed, how blessed I'm being by that woman's ministry. And everybody else has been for some time. I'm just late to the party. And with music, I'm always late. If you're um, on my Facebook with me, Facebook page, or even my personal profile, I'm always introducing new music and people are like, oh, that's been out 10 years. You know, I'm that person. So, um, <laughs> so this is no different, but she has a song, um, that I listened to this morning called gracefully broken. If you can, I want you to find that song, that song. Oh my gosh. It talks about how, just like David said, it was good that I was afflicted. It talks about how you go through these seasons, right? Of life. 
and things are going wrong. Things are bad. Maybe it's a life trial. Maybe it's um, sickness. Um, I don't know. But you go through these seasons where you feel like you're being crushed. You're being um, sifted as wheat. <laughs> you know, um, you feel horrible. And it's, it's just you're overwhelmed. You're at your wit's end. Um, it's, but it's all part of God's plan. It's all part of God's plan. And so we have to embrace those seasons um, just as I think as heartedly as we have to embrace the good things when things are going good. And I'll be honest, that's 90% of my life, you know, in the last probably seven or eight years, they've been, it's been good, you know, um, no major challenges, but sometimes you go through this season of wilderness. God will bring this season in your life where on the outside, nothing may look wrong, Okay, but on the inside, there's turmoil, there's disconnect, there's um, angst, all of that. And only time that you can get relief is in the presence of God, or in my case too, um, definitely the presence of God, which I had neglected a little bit. Um, I'll be honest, which contributed to that season. And I'll talk about that in a minute. But when I was at church, I, my smiles were genuine because it's something about the house of the Lord. So don't sleep on church. Okay, if you're not in church and you don't belong to a church, you're cheating yourself, babe don't sleep on church <laughs> or by that the young people say that but I mean don't fall asleep and ignore it okay it will change your life the presence there's a reason that that ark was passed around moved around something about the presence of God will change you and there's and yes you have God's presence inside you all the time but it's different when you go in and there's corporate worship and that one or two or three is gathered in his name, honey, something magical happens. But anyway, this gracefully broken song, oh, it blessed me. She, I'm going to give you just a few of the, a little bit of the lyrics and you'll see what I'm talking about. It said, and it says everything that I want to say, really. It says, God will break you to position you, break you to promote you. But when he breaks you, he doesn't hurt you. He doesn't. When he breaks you, he doesn't destroy you. He does He does it with grace. So, and sometimes I think when in the breaking, there's grace in that. Because God sees where you're going. He sees what you can be. But sometimes he has to break you. He has to break you so that that, that pride can be disseminated. That sense of I can do it by myself or I'm special or I have something nobody else has. He has to get that off you. Okay. And it's only in those broken seasons that you, when you get broken, that all that stuff spills out. Like when you break a bottle and then though, in the magic of the spirit, God is able to refill you even broken. And he's going to refill you with the fruits of the spirit. And he's going to fill you with a tenacity that you didn't have before. He's going to fill you with a confidence hey, that you didn't have before. And so when you go out and get positioned, you're ready, honey. You know, because you've seen what God has brought you through, you have a fresh presence of his spirit on you. Okay. So I need you to know that if you're going through a dark season, if you're going through a hard time, it might be your breaking. Now, sometimes you go through hard times because you were disobedient, okay? Because you walked away or you wandered away and you're getting a spanking. But even then, I feel like that's part of the breaking process, don't you? I feel like even in that, God is gonna work that for your good. Always discipline is good. He loves us. That's why he disciplines us. So even in that, 
So, hey, I'll tell you, if you're going through that season, don't sleep on church, number one. Number two, don't sleep on your personal quiet time with the Lord. I'll be honest, I got so busy for a couple of weeks that I wasn't finding that time for him. Yeah, I talked to him. I would talk to him when I'm driving. I talk to him when I'm folding laundry. That's not the same thing. Okay. That's not the same thing that I call that almost anecdotal fellowship. That's just kind of like, it's just there, but there's something when you steal yourself. If you've ever heard of, oh my goodness, I hope his name is Erwin Lutzer. Um, I think that's his name. He, he talked about that just yesterday on um, a radio station I listened to in Missouri. And he was talking about the power of shutting everything down and listening to God, reading the Bible maybe, but not only that, but just being still in his presence. And he even clarified, we're not talking about transcendental meditation or any of that foolishness because that opens you up to demonic activity. You leave that alone. But he talked about sitting quietly before Jesus Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit of the Bible, the Holy Spirit of God to speak to you. And I'll tell you, it's a discipline. It's a discipline to, to just turn everything off, close the door. And give yourself 10, 15 minutes, maybe even longer. But he recommended 10 to 15 minutes. I thought that was a good start. Um, If it's new to you, start at five minutes of just have your prayer time. Have your Bible study. Then just sit. And let me tell you how awkward it'll be. You ready? Here, I'm going to give you an example right now. I'm still here. But do you see how that was only like three seconds? Do you see how weird it is just to hear nothing? Our lives are so clouded and confused that, hey, nothing seems foreign to us. Silence seems weird (laughs) to us. And I'm laughing because that's so stupid. (laughs) We should know how to be still and know that he is God. So set your, I don't care, you guys set your, your, your cell phone or whatever for five minutes and just start there, just sitting before God. And you'll have to train your mind because your mind will wander. Thoughts will come in. And you know, that's the enemy. A lot of times he'll remind you all the things you got to do. And you'd be like, Oh, I I better write that down. And then guess what? When you go to write it down, that quiet time is interrupted. So there'll be a training process involved. I'm still being trained to do this, but to sit before God and try to just focus on him. And you can gently talk to him in your spirit. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I praise you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the broken times where you broke me with grace. But not verbally, but just in your spirit, talking to him, speaking to him. He's going to meet you there. He's going to find you there. Okay? But let me tell you about some of the other things. One of the other things we fall asleep on is... um, is of course Bible study, but we fall asleep on our own condition a lot of times. We do. We think we're better than we are. (laughs) I did, and I do sometimes. I'll be like, I don't do all the big bad stuff. I'm a pretty good kid. You know, in the Lord, I'm in my 50s, so I ain't no kid. But um, I'm I'm like, I'm good, I'm good. But you know what? Don't sleep on the confession of your sin. It's important. Okay, because every single day you need to have some time with the Lord where you allow him to show you you. And you know when he'll do it? I almost don't want to tell you because you may not do it then. He'll do it in that quiet time. He'll do it. He'll show you that stuff. He'll show you things that you didn't even know was in there. Or maybe something you just did that day that you thought was innocent and benign. 
but it, 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 it faltered in an area of um, sin. In our church, there's a song we sing, and I love it. My husband, when we first married, I mean, maybe fresh off the honeymoon, we came home and we listened to a DVD, I think it was, <laughs> on Mahalia Jackson. And I think, if I remember correctly, um, one of my co-workers whom I loved, his name is Miguel Jaramillo, um, he gave us that. And I think it was him that gave us that as a, as a wedding gift, and we still cherish it. But when we first got um, married, my husband and I watched it, and one of the songs she sang on there was... Um, if I, and I don't remember, it's, I, I forgot, I think it's morning prayer. I don't remember, but it's basically the lyrics. If I have wounded any soul today, if I've caused one foot to go astray, if I've lived in my own willful way, dear Lord, forgive. And my husband, since listening to that, after we got back from our honeymoon, we sing that in our church every single Sunday. And sometimes you'll see people who don't sing it, um, and you know, you're like, uh-huh, you know, they got something they got to work on, right? But here's the thing. That is the way we should live our lives, where we're in a place of constant inspection and confession, okay? Because those little sins get in our heart and they get buried there and they begin to fester and they begin to, to, to grow into bitterness and all kinds of things. So we can't sleep on that. I feel like for me, that's one of Satan's biggest, biggest, biggest tools against me is that I forget to confess a lot. Oh, do you? Or is it just me? I forget to confess and even search my heart. I forget. And so I was reading Psalms 32 not long ago. And oh, it blessed me. It blessed me. And it was actually in one of the broken moments. It was... um it was hard day. It was a hard season because I got up at like five or, you know, six. But it wasn't, it wasn't the day. It was good so far. But it was a hard season. And um, I, I, it helped me because it showed me one of the reasons my season was hard. So anyway, Psalms 32. I'm going to start with three. And Vera, I'm going to put this on Godsy Girl because she asked me once to um, put these scriptures somewhere. Um, so I'm going to try to remember to put it on Godsy Girl. But anyway, um, it says, verse 3, When I kept silent about my sin, my body wanted, let's see, my body wasted away. I'm sorry. When I kept silent about my sin, my body wasted away. And that can happen, right? Through my groaning all day and night. And I feel like that emotional, spiritual is so connected to our physical. Have you ever felt so much pressure and stress that you feel it in your shoulders? That you feel it in your you know, physical body? Yeah. And sin can do that. If we hold these sins, you know, it, it can mess with us. All right. It can turn into stress. And here's what he said. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was drained away as with the fever of fever heat of summer. Selah. So have you ever had your vitality start draining away? I did. I did. And I have. And here's verse five. And this is what changed me that day. I acknowledged my sin to you and my iniquity. I did not hide. I said, I will confess my transgression to the Lord. And you forgave me the guilt of my sin. Hey, sin is so much more than when you are doing something really big and overt, right? 
sin, the sins that God showed me, and I'm going to show you my slip and be honest with you and show you my vulnerable place. The sin that God showed me was one of arrogance in the fact that I have neglected my consistent time with him. And when I don't have that time with him, what I'm telling God is that I don't need you. Don't do that. Spend that consistent, quiet time with the Lord so you can acknowledge in that action that you need him so much that you can't make it without him. Okay. So in my taking, I don't know, was it a week? I got kind of busy and I just didn't spend that sit down quiet time in the morning with him. I would tag him on as an addendum to my day. And in doing that, I was being arrogant. I was being prideful. I was forgetting that I'm a dumb sheep that needs him to lead me. Okay. Do you see how deep and secret this thing can be and how clandestine that this thing can be? Now, there are people who say it doesn't take all that. You go ahead and live in your non-victory. Go ahead and keep living being mean, evil, um, stressed out, nervous with anxiety attacks. You keep that because that's why you, one of the main reasons you probably got them. Okay, but when you are contrite and you sit before the Lord and you recognize with each day that you are nothing without him, you can't make it without him, you will fail without him. That is the, the epitome, okay, of humility. All right. So I had to acknowledge that. I had to acknowledge some other things that ain't none of your business, but um, I had to confess those things. And let me tell you something funny. God actually had me write them down. And it was a business card, one of my business cards, my Bible. And the Holy Spirit led me to write down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, that's freaky, right? It's seven of them that he had me to confess. And I confessed those things and I apologized. And then I repented, which means I committed to not do them anymore. I committed to turn around and change the way I was doing it. One of them was being whiny and complaining. I was complaining, not to anybody out loud. Well, sometimes, but there were some things that were just sad on my job that I wasn't, I was just like, and I I was whining and just like the children of Israel. And I prayed for um, an income. I, I prayed for that. And here I am whining and there shouldn't be anything on that job that should make me whine the way I was whining. And nobody heard it other than my hubby, Bubby, and um, my my son. Nobody else heard it, you know. So I could say, oh, I, I didn't complain to anybody else. They didn't know. I was smiling when I was there. But no, my heart. I'm so sorry, guys. I am so sorry an alarm went off um, for me. Um, but I um, was was really, my heart was was complaining. And that's what the children of Israel did. They prayed to get free and then complained about the garlic. I mean, so we can't pray to get free and then complain about some of the challenges that are associated with that freedom. We can't. Okay. We've got to, got to always be grateful and sure we can acknowledge the reality of some things, but then you better follow up that reality with thanking God for the provision, thanking God for the blessing inside, thank finding something to thank God for. And me and my complaining was um, also something I had to confess. That's a lack of faith. That's a lack of, that's doubt. When you're complaining about your job or you're complaining about a ministry situation, that means you don't trust God to take care of you. I'm challenging you and I'm challenging myself. You got to stop that. So confess it. And then remember verse five. Um, 
I acknowledged it and my iniquity I didn't hide. And I and here's the beauty of it. I put so much writing in my Bible with this one and you forget he for he will forgive you. Say to yourself, I'm gonna confess this Lord. I'm gonna confess this other and know that he will forgive you. He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. So don't sleep on that. Okay? So the next scripture says, let everyone who is godly pray to you in a time when you may be found. And then verse seven was my favorite. And you'll see how David is leading you through this little journey. It says, you are my hiding place. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Come on. What are you going through? Where are you going to hide? In that quiet time with the Lord. Don't sleep on it. And in some cases, don't sleep through it. Get up early. Spend that time with him. That's how you'll get your victory. You know what I was thinking? Sometimes we sing songs like another Tasha Cobbs Leonard song. Uh, For your glory, I will do anything. We sing that song, but we won't get up at six in the morning to spend an hour with the Lord. Shut up. That's a lie. You're lying every time you sing it. Because a lot of times we won't do everything for um, his glory. We won't. We won't stop smoking for his glory. We won't stop cussing for his glory. We won't stop being self-righteous church members for his glory. We won't stop being judgmental uh, for his glory. We won't stop being grouchy wives for his glory. We won't stop complaining about the things we prayed for years ago for his glory. We be lying, <laughs> saying we would do anything for his glory. Shut up. No, hide, hide in him. And verse eight, then it says, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Come on, what are you worried about? What are you worried about? You're broken in grace, but even in the broken, he's got you covered. Check out verse nine. Do not be as the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, whose trappings include bit and bridle to hold them in check. Here's the thing. This convicted me. So don't spend time with God only when things are good. And, and, when, and, and you don't want to be coming to God only for the good things or for his hand, what he can provide you in his hand. That's not what it's about. We need to be with God and be com committed and close in fellowship with him, even when we don't need anything from him. Now, of course, I know we need stuff from him. I mean, come on, just use your critical thinking here. Okay. Um, I mean, when we don't, we're not praying for something specific. So if you're sick, um, or even scared of being sick, don't just go to God when you are praying for healing when you're praying for a financial blessing. That's what it means. Horses will only come to you sometimes when you have something to give them. You have a sugar cube. Don't be that person. Don't be that child. No. And then it even says in the scripture, otherwise the horse won't even come to you. So I won't say this. I'll end with, the, with 10. It says, many are the sorrows of the wicked, but he who trusts in the Lord, loving kindness shall surround him. So you're going to be surrounded by loving kindness. Trust God. Trust God. You're going to be okay, sweetie. Everything's going to be fine. So I want you to know 
that um, you can share these podcasts with people you know and love them and love. I hope you do. Um, This is my passion. I am an encourager. I have found so many ways to get my encouragement out and to make people smile and to bless people. I have got the blog, which is godsygirl.com. I've got marriedtoapastor.com. I have even opened up a Godsy Girl store where I create custom Christian t-shirts for um, women and men. Actually, I've gone into men where I'm creating t-shirts that people can wear and spread the beauty of our faith and just the beauty of just laughing. Some of them are kind of, you know, none of them are raunchy, but some of them are kind of salty, you know, like there's one that says, don't ask me unless you want to really know (laughs) the truth, right? Um, I got those kind of things too. So I encourage you to go to Godsy Girl and the um, URL, I'm going to put it in my description, um, is shop.godsygirl.com. And God has blessed that thing. And I'm on Etsy too, if you search Godsy Girl. Um, I'm there as well. So um, I pray, you know, that you will, um, you will embrace what you're doing and what you're supposed to do in this world and find many ways to do it. Um, but I am definitely an encourager. And that is who I am. And um, I'm going to find a million ways to do it efficiently. So anyway, I love you. I pray that you're encouraged. I pray that you will spend that time with God and don't sleep on it or sleep through it, which sometimes I have done, (laughs) but because we need that time. A lot of times the way we are and the conditions we're dealing with are because we've allowed ourselves to stray emotionally and spiritually from the Lord. We're still saved, but we don't have any victory. We don't have any joy. We don't have any vitality. We don't have that spark in our eye and, and we need it. We need it. And we want it back. Amen. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I pray God's blessing on you. Thank you so much for listening. And be sure to subscribe. Share this and like this because this will help people. And with your reviews, if you're um, in iTunes or somewhere, you're able to send me reviews. So um, definitely do that. Okay. I love you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I'm so glad that you listened. I pray that you'll follow me on Twitter, Godsy Girl, on Facebook, Godsy Girl. And I really do pray that you'll visit one of my blogs, which is GodsyGirl.com or MarriedToAPastor.com. Now you got to check out the Godsy Girl shop. Lots of good stuff there. And you can find it either on the one of the blogs or you can do shop.GodsyGirl.com. Thank you again for listening. Please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. God bless you, and I wish you a beautiful victory walk in Jesus.